Welcome everyone to the Ave Torah, Daf Yomi Shior. Today's Shior is Daf Hey in Shekalim. We will begin at the new Mishnah, in the new Perek. Thank you so much, um, Harry. Okay. Says the uh, Mishnah, Halacha Aleph. Matitin. Metzarifim Shekalim l'dalekonot nemasui haderech. This means that let's say the people live in Haifa, let's say, and they're sending their shekelim to Jerusalem. So all the people get together and they give their mahasita uh, shekel to the shliach. So if you have a big city like Haifa, the, the guy could have, if you have a small city, the guy has 100 shekelim, okay, he'll carry it, put it on his donkey. You got a big city, the guy's got uh, 20,000 half shekels. Could be a lot of shekels to carry. And just the, the sheer weight might be too much for his donkey. We're not talking the guy's going to have a truck. He's got a donkey, right? So the Gemara says, They're allowed to switch them onto these gold coins. And, of course, gold is more valuable than silver. And therefore, there'll be the weight on the donkey will be less and easier to carry. Clear? Only because of... Masui haderech, which means only because of the weight of the road, but for other reasons, no. Just like there were shofars in the mikdash, which means the following. Uh, in the Beit HaMikdash, they had um, uh, a box that was like a shofar that was wide on the bottom and small on the top. This way, they could throw in the machzita shekel. Okay? Basically, it was, it, box. it was like a sedaka box. It goes like that. This way, you can't, can't hand in and pull out anything, chas v'shalom. If it's open, people could might, might put your hand to, to give. You might be sticky fingers here. Okay. So too, they used to have also in the Medina, which means also in the cities, let's say in Haifa, they would also have a shofar box where people would put their shikalim into that as well. Again, and, they, and then, of course, they would send them on the donkeys to Yerushalayim. I would have thunk that this statement should have been before the previous statement. First tell us that you have the shofar in the Medina, and then say what happens when you start sending them from the Medina to uh, Yerushalayim. I don't know why. Says the Gemara. you with me, Harry, or no? Yeah, just another page. I'm sorry, we're on page Ham with Alf, and we are in the Mishnah. Okay? Uh, if you have people in the city who sent this Shekelim, okay, so here's the interesting situation. They have the guy, the fellow, he's on his way to Yushalayim with the Shekelim in tow. And, <clears throat> And they got stolen or they got lost on the way to Yerushalayim. Now what? Okay? So the shliach on the way either lost them or got stolen from him. So this, this is the, the system. In Yerushalayim... <coughs> It depends whether there's something called Trumat where the Kohanim go to the box, take out money, and use it to buy Korbanot. Okay? If that action happened already, that means that the, the Kohanim in Yushalayim already, the Gizmarim already took out the money and bought the Korbanot with it, then it's like the, the at least according to this opinion now, Mishnah, it's like the money that was stolen on the road was already in the box because the Kohen has in mind when he when he buys the animals he has in mind even welcome 
to the even for the people who has the stuff on the way. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Yucha, the Kohen when he buys the korbanot, he doesn't have in mind only that I'm buying with the money that's here. He takes some of the money and he says, "This money is coming from all the monies that are coming all over from all over the country." So if this guy traveling from Be'er Sheva, I'm including his money in this. Even though I don't have the money, but I'm taking from his money also. This way, everyone has a piece of the korban. Mm-hmm. You got it? So since the Kohen has it in mind, so the Kohen already had it in mind when he bought the thing. And therefore, when the guy has to swear that he, that he didn't steal it, because whenever you lose the stuff, you have to swear you didn't steal it, who do you swear to? You swear to the Gizbor. You swear to the to the Hekdesh, uh, the the guy in charge of Hekdesh, because you didn't lose it for the owner. You lost it for the Beit Hamikdash already. Yes, yeah, <laughs> That's if they already took the Tenuma. Ve'imlav, but if they didn't take the Tenuma, Nishbein the Bnei Ha'ir, then they have to swear to the people of Haifa. Okay. And the people of Haifa will have to give another half shekel because they never gave half shekel. They're still going to be chayav because they didn't give the half shekel. So depending, it'll depend. A big difference. You got the case here? So if it got stolen before it went Binyamin, I'm sorry, if it got stolen before they they took some for the korban, then it got stolen from the people who gave it. You swear to the people who gave it that you didn't that you didn't steal it, and then they have to give another one. But if it got stolen after they already bought a korban, so then you swear to the gizbor and everyone's responsible. Okay, that's what it sounds like. He's never responsible um, We're going to talk in the Gemara about when he is responsible. It will that will depend on whether you're shomer chinam, shomer sechah. We're going to talk about okay. that in the Gemara. Okay. Good point, Ivan. Okay. Nimtzu. <coughs> If it got stolen and then or lost, and then they found it, or the Ganavim returned it, that's a good one. I like to see that happen, right? <coughs> maybe, maybe if the Ganavim realized that it was Machzita Sheikh and they want to return their religious Ganavim, okay? Harry, that's a joke. Most Ganavim are not so religious, okay? Elu uh, Elu. Elu ve'elu shkalim means that both of them become sh- to the Beit Hamikdash. So let's get the case over here. You have the fellows in Haifa; they give the stuff to the gizbor to the to the shliach. It gets stolen, and the guy comes back. He swears to them, and they say, "Okay, what can we do? Kapara, let's give another one." Right? They give the other one, and then sure enough, here's the repentant ganav. Coming back with his uh, stuff. Now, what do we do? Answer: All of them become shkeling to the Beit Hamikdash. And don't think that it count for next year, and you don't have to give one next year. You still have to give another one next year. Okay. The mission is clear so far. Okay, let's go. Says the Gemara. <coughs> I had already a big moment. Thank you. Harry took care of me. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Now, the Gemara is asking a question. We said in the beginning that you're allowed to, if, if it's too much weight on the Shliach, you're allowed to give the money to put the money in gold coins. Right? Asking about if you're worried about the weight, why don't we put them in diamonds? I don't isn't the money already in gold coins? Isn't no. Shekel is a silver coin. Half silver oh, dollar. Okay. Half a silver, half a silver, half a silver coin. Uh, coin. Nowadays, gold I don't know. is lighter than silver. Well, no, gold is more valuable. So one so gold coin. Five silvers is one gold coin. Like even more. Like yeah, yeah. Right, right, okay. So it's going to be much more, uh, a, a tenth the weight or a twentieth the weight. Okay. So we're asking a question. Switch into diamonds. <coughs> So these are the diamonds. You can have five diamonds for the whole town. For the whole town. The guy can put it in his pocket. He, can, he, can, he doesn't even dunk. He can walk. Right. And then the wives would steal the thing. What? <laughs> 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 Let's go. Yeah, we're, recording. we're recording. We're recording. We got you on recording. Let's go. Okay, don't worry. She, she's not listening. Says the Gemara. 
Shema Tazil HaMargaliot V'nimsa Hektesh Mafsid The reason why we don't let diamonds is because diamonds may go down in value. And if they go down in value, then Hektesh will lose out. Which means, I'll explain this in a second, Kahiditan Gemara, like we see in the other Gemara, Vikulan, everything that you redeem, like let's say you do Pedrona Ben, Neftim Bekesef Veshavekesef. Everything could be redeemed with either Kesef or Shavek Kesef. So a guy has a firstborn kid. I know somebody who just had one. Let's say he doesn't want to give, uh, let's say he doesn't want to give uh, coins. He wants to give, you know, I don't know, Z-packs, right? Yeah, each Z-pack, these coins are only worth uh, uh, $50 a piece. Okay, I'll give you 10 Z-packs, we'll call it a day, yeah. right? Technically, he could. You could do Kesef or Shavek Kesef. Yes, the mitzvah is doing the kesef, but I'm sure I don't know if the, I don't know if they can raffle them off. Maybe the FDA will get involved. Okay, now nifdim bekesef shavek kesef. Chutz mishikalim, except for shikalim, you now do shikalim. Why? The end podim bekelim. Why? So why can't you use other things worth a keli? Amarish will by Yitzchak shema yuzu a kelim because if you use zipaks. Maybe the price of Z-backs will go down, and Hekdesh will lose, and therefore we're worried about it. <laughs> so also over here, that's what we're worried about. Since, but since the price of gold doesn't usually go down, therefore we're not worried about it. That's how most are learning. So how do you turn to gold to cover the inside the metal? What? The carbons? What about the carbons? Yes. No. No. That. That. The, okay. That's a good question. But there, over there, when they used the carbons, according to one opinion last yesterday, there was one opinion that the carbon was used. Remember the carbon we spoke about yesterday? What they do with it? So the end of the Gemara, they said one rabbi said he used the carbon to make a a, a, a gold covering on the Beit Hamikdash. Mm-hmm. So he wants to know, well, how can you switch it to gold? But over there, it's the Gizborim buying it. The Gizborim can do what they want with the money. Uh-huh. You understand? We're talking about before the Gizborim get it. Can you switch to gold? We're afraid that the Gizborim will lose out. Uh-huh. But once the Gizborim are buying something with it, that they bought it. That's it. Okay. Now. Okay, now, in the Mishnah we had said that there were shofars in the Mikdash and shofar in the Medina. Now, the, our Mishnah that says that in Haifa they had these shofarot is talking about when, they, when they're getting the shekalim for this year, the new ones. But when they're using, when they're getting old shikalim, right? There's a rule. What you know? What old shekel is? No, you don't know what old shekel is. Okay. What? Correct. Yes. Thank you. Sometimes it happens that a guy didn't shokel one year. So the is next year, he has to also give in his shekel. He might have to give two shekels, one last year, one this year. Okay, the, the the last year one is called the the old shekel, and this year one is the new shekel. Clear. Mm-hmm. So, when did we say that they have a shofar? That they have a collection box. They only have a collection box for new sh- for new shekelim, but old ones lobeda. It doesn't have this rule, and you have to bring it straight to the Beit Hamikdash. If you have an old one, you have to bring it. Can we have a bright also? Old ones you have to when you have old shikalim, you bring it in the Mikdash and never in the in Haifa. So you'll never see a collection box for old shikalim. Says the, says the Mishnah. The Mishnah had also said that if they sent the Shliach with the Shikalim and it gets lost, they swear and they patur. This is Ivan's point. Matnita b'shomer chinam. Our Mishnah is only talking about the guy if the shliach is a shomer chinam that they're not paying him for his job. Aval b'shomer sachar. But if the guy is a shomer sachar, which means let's say the, let's say the guy from Haifa who was carrying the flus, let's say he was getting a salary for going, then 
he doesn't get this rule. Why? Because the Shemir has to pay. And since he has to pay, then no one's going to have to swear that he's going to pay. He's going to have to replace it. Right? He's going to have to replace it. This whole rule of the Mishnah, that if it gets lost, you're going to swear to him. That's only assuming the guy's Shemir Hainam, like Ivan pointed out. But if the guy is the Shemir Sahar, then uh, nothing to talk about. Everything's fine. And, and everything's fine for everyone Everyone besides the besides the Shliach. The Shliach's got to pay. Right? Yeah, okay, good. Amar Abiyaba. That's according to the first opinion. Abiyaba says, Who told you that the Mishnah has to be only Shomer Hainam? I can even tell you that the Mishnah could be talking about a paid Shliach. Nignivu, when we say that it got stolen, but the steam is yam. Not all stolens is a Shomer Hainam. Shomer Sachar, uh, Shomer Sachar Chayav. Because the rule is a Shomer. Let me, let me just back up and give you a quick intro. You might remember this. You don't remember this. There's, there's four Shomim: Shomer Chinam, Shomer Sachar, Nosei Sachar, Vasocher. Okay, Shoel, Nosei Sachar, Vasocher. Okay, thank you. So now the borrower is Chayav for almost everything, unless it's Metamat Machlach. The Shomer Chinam is Patur from everything besides from Shia. Unless he's negligent, he's patur. The Shomer Sachar is chayav in gneva v'aveda, stolen or or lost, but he's patur in onus. Okay? Now, there are some stealings that are really onus. That are accidents. So a regular stealing, a guy walks down the street and they steal it from you, right? So somebody comes and he, he robs you, he, he punches you and takes it. So there... You should have probably got out of it. Maybe it's that, that you're a little bit you're a little bit responsible, and therefore your shomer sachar is chayav. But if the guy comes with a gun, what were you supposed to do about it? The guy's got armed robbery, so armed robbery is considered honest. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if we can explain to you that even a shomer sachar, if it's armed robbers, then he's going to be patur. And then again, back the the people of the town in Haifa will still have to pay. Okay. So I can explain the case, even with Shomer if it's Lestim Mizuyan. And Avdu, then what about the case of lost? Lost is always the guy's fault. How can you find the case of lost where the Shomer Sakhar is going to be patur? And so I'll tell you case. Let's say the guy was carrying, was, was, was on a boat bringing the stuff to Yushalayim, and the ship sank. What do you want for the guy? You want the guy, if the ship, ship sank, you want the guy to swim with the Shkalim? Can't swim with he's got to save his life. And therefore, he's also honest. So there are cases of both stolen and lost that can be honest, and he can be batur, and the Mishnah can be talking about that case. And therefore, I don't say the Mishnah is only Shomer Chinam. I can say the Mishnah is also about Shomer Sachar if it's these two cases. Is that clear? Good. Says the Gemara, Amar of Yusti Barbisimon. At ye keman de Amar Tomin al Gabui. Our Mishnah, which says that once the people in the, the, the Gizbor of Hekdesh spends the money, then they have to swear to the Gizbor, that only goes like one opinion. Which opinion? The opinion that says that the guy who, the Gizbor who buys the sacrifices is buying for everything that's coming in. Which means there's a machloket whether the gizbor is when he takes the gizbor goes opens up the kupa. By the way, they always have people there. You can see later they always have people watching when whenever the kupa is open. There's two locks on it, and they make sure that there's people watching it so no one can say that anyone stole any shikaling. Mm-hmm. Okay, but when they open it and they take soyat and they go to buy the sacrifices, there's a machloket whether the guy has in mind the the shlichim are not here yet or he doesn't have that in mind. So our mishnah, which says that when it gets stolen after he bought the korbanot, that they swear to the gizbor, is only going like the opinion that he has those people in mind. This way, they already they already got the, the flus, and that's why he's swearing to the gizbor. But according to the opinion that he doesn't have them in mind, then no matter what, let's read it inside. Let's read it inside. We don't 
have in mind for the things that are coming, only what's in front of us. Lo bedad, and the rule is not true. And no matter what, you always swear to the people of the town, and they always have to pay. Okay? So according to this other opinion, the people of Haifa always have to repay, no matter what. Even if the guy took the... Took the, took the gave it to the... Even if the Gizba already bought the Kormanot. No matter what, the people of Haifa have to pay. Did you get that clear or no? Yeah. You sure? Good. Okay. Ivan, you're with us, right? I'm with you. We said in the Mishnah, people of the town who sent their shekelim and it got stolen or lost. So we said they swear to the Gizbor and if not, they swear to people of the town. Amar Bilazar Bilazar says, This Mishnah only goes like Rabbi Shimon. Okay, so Belaza says that this goes like Rabbi Shimon. Because Rabbi Shimon says that any time you have Kodshim, which is money that belongs to the Beit HaMikdash, that the guy is Chayav in case something happens to it, if you have a case like that, it's like it, it's like it is, and therefore, if you put it for a Shomer, you have to swear to the Shomrim, to the Makdish. Okay. Basically, you have to know the following. There's a machlok between Bishimon and Tanakama. Whether or not you have to swear on a sacrifice that gets lost. So let's say you have a you have a, a guy says, Okay? If a guy says that this animal is an ola. Okay, so that's technically not my animal anymore. Once I say this animal is ola, this animal is a betamidash. That's a zeola. And therefore, that's muktashim. Everyone says we don't swear on money of Hekdesh. And therefore, if it gets lost, I don't have to swear, because it wasn't mine. Mm-hmm. Who are you swearing to? Now, Rabbi Shimon says, not only... Rabbi Shimon says that, Kodshim shu chayav if you have if you have a korban that you chayav v'achitam, which means, let's say I don't say, this animal is a korban. I say, I'm going to bring a korban. Now, when I say I'm going to bring a korban, so it's my job to bring a korban no matter what. And therefore, if, right? And therefore, if I separate an animal to fill that, I say, okay, remember my nidid? This animal, this black animal is for my nidid. And I send the big dash and it gets lost or it dies. You have to bring another one. Then it's like mine, and therefore they have to swear to me. And therefore, the shkelim also. If it got means I follow. Let's say I send it. Let's get the case over here. Rabbi Shimon says that if I have a animal, I, I have a nidder. I owe. I, I promise. I promise Hashem. You save me from that traffic accident. I'm going to give a korban to the Beit Hamikdash. I'm going to give, not the korban. So I don't say any particular animal. Mm-hmm. I say it's on me. Now. I say, oh, I, better, I want to pay that thing right now. If I go home, take one of my animals in my backyard, this black animal is going to be my Corbin, right? And I say, okay, who's going to send it? Okay, Harry, you're going back to Mikdash. Anyway, take this with you and your sacrifice for me over there. I can't go. I'm busy with my school. Okay? Harry goes on the way, lost, uh, whatever. It gets, gets lost. <laughs> okay. Now, does, does Harry have to swear to me or not? Now, technically, you might say, well, hey, uh, this is, uh, it, it's not, it's a, it's a korban. It's not like it's swearing to me. Rabbi Shimon says, no, but since I'm responsible if it gets lost, so it's like it's mine and Harry will have to swear to me. And our Mishnah, which says that if the guy loses the shikalim, that the swear to the people of Haifa goes like Rabbi Shimon. You got it? Who said that, you have, that Harry has to swear for the, for the black sheep? No, it's waiting for me. It's waiting for me, yeah. Good. That's according to Rabbi Lezaz. So Rabbi Lezaz says that a Mishnah only goes like Rabbi Shimon. 
Rabbi Yochanan says, our Mishnah belongs, it goes like all the rabbis, even the rabbi who argues on Rabbi Shimon will agree that you have to swear uh, for this. Because he says, our Shivu'ah is a Takana. Really, the Shivu'ah that you're swearing to the people of Haifa is not a straight Shivu'ah that you owe it to. The rabbis made a decree that you have to make this swear. Why? Because the rabbis are worried that if we don't do this, technically you don't have to. Because uh, it's, it belongs to Beit HaMikdash. Why should I swear? Who cares? If it got lost, it got lost. But the rabbis are worried that if we do that, people will take Shikalim lightly. When you, they see that you could lose the Shikalim and nobody swore, nothing happens, they're going to take it lightly. So the rabbis made a Takana swear. But since, but it doesn't have to be only according to the Mishimon. Even according to the rabbi of the Mishimon, he'll agree that we have to because the Takana Hamim, that's according to Rabbi Yochanan. And disagrees with Razad. Razad says, oh, it's only according to Mishimon. And Razad says it goes according to both places. Says the Gemara. Al dateh de Rabbi Yochanan nicha. According to Rabbi Yochanan, who says Tanat Hachamim, it fits. Nishmaim legizborim. Right, they swear the gizborim. Vimla nishmaim lebnei ha'ir. Ubnei Eim shoklim achalehem tachtem. That goes according to the Takana. So we understand our Mishnah very good according to Rabbi Yochanan, who just said it's Divrei Akol, it's Takana Chamim. That's why we swear the Gizmonim, and if not, we swear, swear the people of Haifa. And the people of Haifa take other ones. Right? But according to the Bielazar beforehand, why do you swear to the people of the city? Hadahu Shimon. That, that fits that fits like Rabbi Shimon. But the Shmirim goes to him. Gizmurim, I have to tell you, why would you swear to the Gizmurim? In other words, according to Rabbi Shimon, it makes sense, according to Bilazad, that this Mishnah is only like Rabbi Shimon, right? So only Rabbi Shimon who says Yechayav. But so why would I ever have to swear to the Gizmur? Right? I shouldn't have to swear to the Gizmur. What do the Gizmur have to do with it? You don't swear. I thought we don't swear on hekdesh. There's a rule that you don't swear on things. Something belongs to Beit Hamikdash, and once it belongs to the gizbor, it once it once they took and they bought the sacrifice, so then the money belongs to hekdesh. And there's a rule we don't swear on hekdesh stuff. Says well, no. So according to the well, let me just just clarify. According to Rabbi Yochanan, who said that it was all takar chamim, okay, takar chamim. But according to Rabbi Lazar. Elazar, who said that it was like him, it's just going according to Rabbi Shimon. So still, then I don't understand why. Why are we swearing to the Gizbor? I understand why you swear to the people when it got stolen early. When it got stolen late, I shouldn't have to swear. Right. Says we swear to the people of the city. When we said we swear to the Gizbor, it doesn't really mean we swear to the Gizbor. It means we swear to the people of Haifa. With the Gizborim around. Okay? In order that they don't suspect the people of stealing it themselves. Okay? Or, we'll, we'll, or, or maybe we'll think that they were negligent. And therefore, that's why Talk about conspiracy that the guy has to swear. Right. Now, now the Gemara switches tactics and goes to explain Rabbi Yochanan. Now we said again, Rabbi Yochanan was saying Takana Chachamim. Okay, so Gemara says Shalim, which means even if the people say, you know something, we're willing to pay another one. The people of the town say we're ready to to pay a second time. Don't worry about it. Still. We never let anyone get away without swearing. Since it's the rabbis made a takana that people shouldn't take machasita uh, shekel lightly. And therefore they said, even if the people of the town are ready to pay another one, we're not going to let the shliach get away without swearing. Because we don't want people to take this idea of, shivu, uh, of shekelim lightly. Good. I have to run, Rabbi. I'll see you, Ivan. Hefrish shiklo, 
if we separated a shekel, the avad, what happens if a guy separated a shekel and he lost it before it, before it went out? Rabbi Yochan says, He has to bring another one. Until he gives it to Gizbor. So if a guy separated a shekel, this is for the Betamakdash, and then it got lost, Rabbi Yochan says, you have, to give, you have to give another one until you get to Betamakdash. Rish Lakish says, I don't have to. Once I separated my own shekel, it belongs to Hashem wherever it is. So if I lose it, what do I care? It belongs to Hashem. I gave it. Where is it? Some guy, it's on the bottom of the, of the well. Okay, it belongs to Hashem, whatever it is. What's the difference? I don't have to give another one. Rabbi Yochan says, you have to give another one. Shakish says, you don't have to. Our mission is against her shakish. Because our mission says that when they send it, gets lost. They have to swear to the people of the city. And the people of the city are alive to make a new one. So it sounds like our mission is against her shakish. Because her shakish said that once you gave it, it's Hashem's wherever it is. So why don't we say the same thing when it got lost in the Mishnah? When the people of Haifa send this stuff in the Mishnah. And we said. But Rishakish is not allowed to argue on the Mishnah. He's only he's an Amorah. He doesn't have he's unlicensed to argue on the Mishnah. Right? right? So uh, above his pay grade. What? Just above his pay grade. grade. He's not allowed to argue. So how can the Mishnah is going to argue Rishakish? How can Rishakish say where it is wherever it is? You see in the Mishnah it's not like that. Okay. Right? Says the Gemara. Lo odi Mishum Takara. Gemara answers, no, it's no problem. We can get out of that realm. Really, it belongs to the Bet Hamikdash wherever it is. Rish Lakish will tell you. No, I'm right. Really, everything that's lost belongs to Bet Hamikdash. Who cares where it is? So why do we swear in the Mishnah? Takanat Chachamim. That's the rabbi. The rabbis don't want you to take Shikalim lightly. Really, you don't have to. Technically, you would be patur. But the rabbis are making sure that you don't look to look lightly at at uh, Shikalim. So they make. They, so why do they replace it? Why do they have to pay again? And they make replace it also for the same reason. Also takana. So you don't take it lightly. Because if you send it, it gets lost, no problem, so you don't take it lightly. We'll make you replace it. That, the replacing is also part of takana. Is that cool? You with us? So the first one was the second one is you send it, that's the The second one is just takana de because we don't want you to take this thing lightly. You with me, Harry, or no? Yes. Okay, good. Tani, we learned in the Brighton. We said that the, the first shekelim go into the rules, go into the new, the new shekelim, and the second ones go into the, the old shekelim. There's a brighter that says, listen to the brighter, the brighter says, the, the first ones, we'll see what that means soon, goes into the, goes into the group of the new shekels, and the second ones go into the old shekels. Now we're going to clarify. Okay. Which ones are the first ones? Which ones are the second ones? One of them says, The first ones are the ones that were sent by the city first. They go in the new ones. And the other one says, no, it's the ones that get to the Gizbor's hand first. Those are called the first ones that go into the new Shekalim. Okay. Brand new Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. A guy has a Shekel, and he gives a Shekel to his friend to Shekel for him. So I have a Shekel, and I give it to uh, Shlomo Shaya to give it to the Beit Mikdash for me. And Shlomo Shaya, okay, well, it's somebody else, but let's, we'll use Shlomo Shaya for, for example, okay? <laughs> Shlomo Shaya decides, you know, something he goes to Beit Mikdash, or by, by accident, maybe, he, he gives the shekel for himself. Now what? Okay? If the Tiruma was already given, which means. If he forgot that it was yours, he just gave it to him for himself. He gave it for himself, yes. Yours? Okay. Okay, sorry, Shlomo. Hey, I got an extra coin, why not? Yeah, yeah, okay, good. Okay. Right? So now, it, it, the, what happens to Shlomo will depend on whether or not 
the Gizbor of the Bet Mikdash, the guy in charge of the Hekdesh, he bought the Korbanot already. Because if he bought the Korbanot already, that means once he buys the Korbanot, means he, he, we, we said before that he has in mind all the Shkilim that are going to come. So he has in mind Rabbi Stevie's uh, coin. He's got that in mind. So that coin already belongs to him. Once he buys the first, once he buys the first set of animals, that coin belongs to the Bet Mikdash. And you just used a coin of the Bet Mikdash for yourself. And the rule is anyone who uses for himself something belonging to the Bet Mikdash needs to bring a korban meila. But he for himself. Harry, Hashem should be with you. The Gemara is going to ask you a question. Oh, oh wow, legit. Okay, the Gemara asked that question. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? What did he say? Harry just said, "What do you mean? What do you mean? He used it for himself? Yeah, if he took it to buy a coffee, then he understands why you have to you have yeah. to bring a korban meila. Right. But you didn't take it to buy a coffee. He gave it to make rush anyway. Who cares? Yeah, That's... but I gave it on my behalf, not his behalf. So what's the difference? I but I'm using it for myself. So how does it help you? You know, in order to bring a korban meila, it has to help you. It means if you take the the coin and you buy a coffee, right? So no, we understand it's, it's, that you help yourself by getting a coffee. So you're ma'al. But over here, says Harry, and the Gemara is going to say later, we, so what meila is there? Give me, give me a question. If he gives for himself, do you still have to give? That's that should be the question. That's, okay, that, that, that's another thing. We'll, we'll, we'll talk why, about why that too. We, why is that the question? Good. You with us? You, I think so. Follow with us. Good. Okay. Okay, so if it was, if again, if the guy already bought, if the if the the gizbor already bought the korbanot, then you did meila, and you'll have to bring a korban meila. Right, good. Let's say a guy has hektesh in his house, which means. You have some fellows who, when something good happens to them, they or they 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 donate they they holify money in their house towards the Bet Hamikdash. So let's say a guy says, "Oh, something I heard, I just gave you, you just won the lottery. I won the lottery. You know something? I'm giving my uh, I'm giving my couch to the Bet Hamikdash." Well, a guy could say, "I'm giving this box of money to the Bet Hamikdash." So a guy could have hektesh money sitting in his house. Mm-hmm. Let's say a fellow instead of taking his own money. For the machazita shekin, takes money that's already hektesh. Mm-hmm. He takes the money that's in his house in a box that was already hektesh that he hektishified before him. Let's say before a year before he had a box of money and he says, "You know something? Thank you, Hashem. If I had a baby boy, a healthy baby boy. Here, this whole box belongs to Beth Midrash. One day I'm going to bring it to Beth Midrash soon. Okay, and it's a stuck, like a stucker box. Okay, and he goes to the stucker box." Without realizing, let's see, his little kid shakes out the stucker box and a coin falls out. He sees the coin on the floor, he picks it up, and he brings a machasita shekel, which he wasn't supposed to, he supposed to take his own coin. What happens? And he gives it to Numa. And if, the, if, if you give the kid the, the, to Numa to the Bet Mikdash, and Kalbak Behema, and the Gizborim bought a Corbin. And the korban was offered on the Bet Mikdash Ma'al. Then Harry, who took the wrong coin that his kid shook out, will have to bring a korban mi'ilah. Okay? Good. Now let's say instead of it coming out of a hektesh box, it came out of his ma'asel sheni box, or dmeshvi'it box, which means the following. So everyone, people had in their house money of ma'asel sheni. Ma'asel sheni is... Money that you have to bring to Yushalayim to eat in Yushalayim. Every person, if you're a farmer and you have, let's say, you have a farmer who farms uh, lemons, okay? So every year you make, your place, your place makes a thousand cases of lemons. Each case of lemons sells for $50, you make $50,000 a year, okay? Now, of the thousand cases of lemons, you need to give two cases, no, let's say 20 cases for Tiruma. Okay. Cases, how, what percentage is that? 2%. 2%, okay. Okay. Then you have to give 10 cases, 10 of the remaining cases, which is 9.8 cases, uh, for Maaset, Rishon. Mm-hmm. That goes to Levi, Levi, all Levi, get that. And then you take 10% of the remaining one, which is 8.86 cases, and those you have to eat them in Yerushalayim. Okay. 
Now, if it's too heavy to carry the, the 8.8 cases, you could sell them to on this market, take the money of those eight cases, right? Let's say, you know, whatever the money is, to, to a, and you put it in a, in a box, and when you go to Yushalayim for the, for the Ole Regal, you could spend it over there on food and eat, eat the food in Yushalayim. That's a lot. Now let's say the guy, by mistake, again, that he had that box, and his kid shook it, and by mistake, one of the shekels fell on the floor, and he picked that shekel up, and he went to the Beit HaMikdash, and he gave his Masih the shekel from the Masih Shini money. Or he had Shivit money, Shimita money, right? That you bought, you, 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 you have also that you, the, the money belongs to Shimita. Yochal Kinegdan. Then what you have to do is, you, while the money's there, you take new money. If you realize after, oh my gosh, I opened the box of Masishani money. I see I'm missing one. Oh, that's the one I took. I can't believe it. What do you do? No problem. The Gemara is going to explain that you use other money, take another half shekel. Say this half shekel is the new Masishani money. Go to Yushalayim and buy food with it. And that will make that the one that's there becomes yours and then it's going to be good. You let it replace the. You're going to replace it and then it's okay. I thought that was already Hektish. You already made that. Uh... No, it was Masashini. Oh. It wasn't Hektish, it was Masashini. Masashini, you're allowed to use your Shalim. Right. So you just make a new one and you do that. Hektish can be a problem. You're right. Hektish, you're out. But it's not Hektish. Right, exactly. Okay. Says the Gemara. Hashokel, we said if you have a guy who uses Hektish. He did ma'al. Anantan, we learned in the Mishnah. Anantaninan, im karva behemah, if the behemah was offered. Our Mishnah says only if the behemah was offered, which sounds like that you don't become. The question is, when do you have to bring a korban mi'ilah? Our Mishnah says you become, if you use hekdesh, you get milah only when the the first sacrifice was offered on the mizbeach, right? V'tani be Rebbe and Ben Rebbe says, "Im l'tumah tumah." Once they did the tumah, means once they bought the sacrifices already, you ma'al. You understand? We have we have a contradiction. Make up your mind. When does the guy become ma'al when he used the hekdesh one? Is it when they bought the sacrifices or when they offered the first sacrifice? Which one is it? Says Gemara, "Man tana, who's the tana? Im l'tumah tumah." Rabbi Shimon, it's Rabbi Shimon. When we said debate Rabbi, that as soon as you do Tumah, it's Rabbi Shimon. Tamar Rabbi Shimon, miyada make a bell mototav. He says that the guy who sells the korbanot has to right away get the money. Okay, let's explain what's going on over here. Okay, you have to know. You have to go. Go ahead. I'll see you. Thank you, Rabbi. Okay. There's a machloket. You might want to hear this one second. Just one That's second. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is a very interesting machloket. Machloket is like this. If a guy, let's say you're a guy who's a vendor to the Beit HaMikdash. You're a, a behemah vendor to the Beit HaMikdash. Or you sell uh, flour to the Beit HaMikdash. It's a nice job. But the rule is that technically, according to Tanakama, a person is responsible until it gets used. Which means... It's a little like Amazon nowadays. Like you know, you know how the satisfaction guaranteed, right? Right. So there's a satisfaction guarantee on anyone who's a vendor to the Beit Hamikdash. So let's say you sell flour to the Beit Hamikdash, and before they get a chance to offer it on the mizbeach, it gets uh, buggy, and it can't be offered. Okay. If that happens, you don't get paid until it gets offered. As the Tanakhama says. We don't get paid to get offered. Why? Because you're responsible. Only when it gets offered, that's when the sale takes place. Okay? So in a way, it's nice to get to sell to the Hekdesh, but it's rough because you're, you're on the hook until it happens. But Rabbi Shimon says, since the Kohanim are quick to offer Lama's Beach, therefore, we're not, it's never going to happen, anything's going to happen to the flower in between the sale time and the Actually. offering time. And then Rabbi Shimon holds that right away the guy gets his money. Right away we pay the vendors. Okay? So our Mishnah, which says that as soon as they give the Tirumah, he becomes Ma'al, which means the guy who gave the, the Hektesh coin 
right. is Ma'al as soon as he gives it. That only goes like Rabbi Shimon, who says that immediately they pay the, the workers. Because if you say you immediately pay the workers, that sounds like as soon as you give it, it's already like it's done. And that's why as soon as you use the coin and they buy and the, the guy buys the stuff, because as soon as you bought, as soon as the Gizbor bought it, it's like it's on the Beit HaMakdash. And that's why you mile right away. Okay? Good. Okay, so I'm when do we start like that? When do we, when do we say that? Okay, the guy brought the four one already, so then you have to go pay it. What kind of, I bring it every day. Ask me after. Let me just get this done. Yeah. Let me just get this done. I want to want to finish this thing quickly. Says, we asked the question. Okay. Now, b- before we get to the question, let's see what the question's on. We said in the Mishnah, if you give your shekel to your friend and he does it for himself. If they're ready to truma, then he's ma'al, right? Because kasha ilu agonev otosh chavro v'shachat stam stam alol l'shem ba'alim marishim mechaperet. He's when a guy. If you have a guy who stole his friend's korban olah, and he shechts it, right? Let's say let's say I steal your olah, and I bring it to the Beit Hamikdash and I offer it as olah, and I don't say who it's for. It goes for the first guy. And therefore, here also, when you give the shekel to the Beit Hamikdash, let it work for for the guy who he stole it from. Says the Gemara, who cares that you use someone else's shekel? When when he gives it for himself, let it be for me. Ama Rebuyudin explains Tipateb We're talking about a special coin that when he gave it to the Gizbor, the Gizbor noticed it. It looked different. It looked, it looked brownish or it looked, had a hole in it or something like that, or whatever. And he noticed it and he had in mind that I'm going to separate this for the guy who brought it, for Shlomo Shaya. Right? So the Gizbor, when, when he saw this coin and he put it into the box to use, he said, Oh, that's Shlomo's coin. I'm going to use Shlomo's coin. So since he had in mind Shlomo's coin, that's why, he's only, that's why it doesn't work for me. It works for him because the guy had it in mind, the Gizbor had it in mind. Where's the case like this? Rabban Gamliel's uh, family, when they would bring the shikalim to the Beit Hamikdash, they would they wouldn't put it in the box. They would leave leave it next to the gizbor, so the gizbor would see it and put it in the box. This way, the gizbor will end up using theirs to buy the korban. They wanted theirs to use to buy the korban, so they would always leave it there. So that's an example. You see that the gizbor will notice the shekel and. And that's the only case that we said before that you'd be chayav. Okay. We said in the Mishnah that, let me explain this. We explained in the Mishnah that, that when Shlomo Shaya well, gives it for himself, right, he brings the Quran Mila. Okay, let's explain. When you give all this stuff to, when the Beit Hamikdash gets all this money, okay, let's say they get uh, a million shekelim, they might only use half a million shekelim, and the rest of the half a million will be leftovers. So we ask you a question: How do you say? That the guy should bring a korban meila. If if Shlomo Shaya does a shik, gives my shekel for himself, he has to bring a korban because he used uh, hekdesh. Maybe the shekel that he put in ended up being a leftover shekel. Would you have to bring a korban meila on a leftover shekel? It wasn't going to be used anyway. And only fits like Rameir who says you have to bring a Quran for leftover shekels. Right. But according to the regular Abu who says you only bring leftover shekels, anyone's going to be leftover. Who cares? Right. Why would you, how, how would you let this guy bring a Quran to the Beit HaMikdash when it might very well be that his would have been a leftover one? Because it must be like Rameir because Rameir says you, more, you, could be, you, you could bring a Quran on a leftover. Or Dib Musuyam. 
משבט המגמל, היה מתכוון תולמו לשמו. It fits well according to these rabbis who say like a Gamel, who if, if, if we explain like I just told you that the case was that it was a specific, Shlomo was talking about a specific type of shekel, and that specific type of shekel was separated towards the the korbanot, and he knows that it got in, then therefore that's how that's the case where uh, you'll have to bring korban milah. But you're right; if it went into the shiraim and it's not Rabbi Shimon, you would not say you have to do it. Okay. Now we have the question that Harry asked, which is manene. How could, why does Shlomo Shaya have to bring a korban milah? He didn't get any benefit from it. After all, it goes to the Beit Hamikdash anyway. If he bought a cup of coffee, I understand. But he had no hana. Why should he have to bring a korban? Amar Biabin b'shem Rabanan the Taman. Rabbi Abin says in the name of the rabbis of Bavel, in, in Yerushalmi, it looks like, I'm not an expert in Yerushalmi, but it seems like, just like in the Bavli, you see the Gemara will say, Kiatan uh, Abin, uh, when Rabin came, and he says they're saying that the Rabin came from Israel to Bavel, here they'll tell you, uh, Rabbi Abin saying, in the, na- in the name of the rabbis of there, and there means Bavel, okay? I'll tell you how Shai gained. Because we said before that if the guy doesn't give a machzit a shekel, Betin will come and take his lamp away. Or take, take something from take collateral from him. And now that they think that Shlomo Shaya gave the his shekel, when really he gave my shekel, they're not going to take it. They're going to take your lamp away. Right. Well, they won't take his. So therefore he gained that they're not taking his lamp. Right. And therefore, that's that's why he's more. That's when Gomer Mila. Okay. Kishenet, it's it's like he had Hana, even though he didn't have Hana. It's like he had Hana. It's a it's a it's a it's like Hana. Okay. Says the Gemara, Mimaseshini. We said the Mishnah that if you have Maaseshini money and you use that, right? We said the law over there. It says Dichtiv. What? How do we know? It sounds like you're there. Dichtiv. It says the Masuk. It says any animal that's a bechor, you can't sanctify, you can't holify it. Since it's already kadosh, so you can't holify something that's already holy. So that's why it should be. So then if you can't holify something that's already holy, how is it going to work? If the guy put a maaseh sheni in the shofar, right? If the guy put a maaseh sheni coin in the shofar, how will he get out of it? Well, it like, does like this. Mevisela, you bring a, a coin, shelchulin, a regular coin. The Oman, he says the following words. Ma'ot maaseh sheni shem, my maaseh sheni coin, wherever it is, yem chulin al selazu, should be, should become, chulin, should become regular with this coin. And that selah becomes masishini. Vashad and the rest of the stuff in the kubah, nasishkalim becomes shkalim. And then everything works out fine. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.